Good morning and welcome to Hochma and Coffee. We are beginning a new book and so I guess we're now in another season. I was looking at kind of the journey we've taken so far and I was amazed. It really astounds me how far we have come. Let me, I'm just looking at the stats here. We've had over 20,000 downloads and over 433 episodes. This is 434 right now. And so God has just been blessing. And I want to thank all of you who have supported us, who have listened. And it's just an exciting journey. And so praise the Lord for his word and how good it is. But we're beginning another book. We're actually not going to begin another book right now. But we are starting another little season to help break these up. And what I want to do for this season is cover Psalm 119. This is my favorite chapter in the Bible. My favorite psalm, obviously, if it's my favorite chapter in the entire Bible, it is so good. And I pray that I can even do it half justice because it's so rich. We're going to be looking at the first sonnet here. If you don't know much about Psalm 119, David spent so much time crafting this beautiful masterpiece where each eight, each section of eight verses, or each sonnet, some would say, is, oh man, perfectly crafted. Every verse begins with the same letter in Hebrew. And that's why you'll see like Aleph, Bet, Gamel, or Gimel, and, and you'll just keep going down. And so if you were to look at this in the Hebrew, which is so beautiful, you'll see that each, each and every single one of these verses begins with the same letter. I'm pulling it up here on my phone in Hebrew so I can see if I can describe it even better. But it's just, it's a masterpiece. And so Psalm 119 is such a great place to meditate, especially if you're finding your own love for the Word of God is cooling down. This is a place to stoke the flames again. And so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read it to you in Hebrew, although I'm looking at it right now. Oh, it's just beautiful poetry. But I want us to focus on or verses one through eight this morning. And I'm gonna read them first and then we'll walk through them together and kind of understand what's going on here. And so let's read verses one through eight. It says, Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. I will praise thee with the uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. I will keep thy statutes. Oh, forsake me not utterly. So as we begin this beautiful psalm, it's very long, but it just continues to build on itself. We'll notice that the law of God, the word of God is the center. And as we come to verse number one, we see there is a blessing for those who are undefiled in the way. Now, the word for blessing is not just, you know, they're just happy people. No, it has a deeper sense of that being right with God, having that presence of God, being able to enjoy life the way it was meant to be enjoyed. There's just so much in that word that we can't really unpack all of it right now. But he says that state 
of blessing is for those who are undefiled in the way. The word for undefiled is also translated in different passages in the in the law about being without blemish. When you would see a, a sacrifice without blemish, they would use this word and you would see in Exodus 29.1, Leviticus 4.3 and 14.10, and you'd see that it was a, a, a sacrifice without blemish. And he's saying those people who do not have a blemish are blessed. They know what it really means to live. They really know what it's like to have a relationship with God. They know his dear presence. They know the fulfillment of life. They live life the way it was meant to be when they live undefiled. And how do you live a life undefiled? You walk in the law of the Lord. If you want to live life the way you were created to live, if you want to know the blessing, that state of blessing from God, you walk in the law of the Lord. And he continues on, blessed are they that keep his testimonies. When you know the law and you live by it and that seek him with the whole heart, he says that there's some special blessing for the person who lives according to the law and seeks after the Father and after God with the entirety of their being. He said these people don't do any iniquity. So we know he's not talking about himself, but he's painting this ideal picture of the person who lives exactly according to the word of God. And he says these people, they don't do any iniquity. They walk in his ways. That is the ideal. That is what we were created to be. And he says that is the highest state of blessing. If we could just obey the word of God completely and walk in it perfectly. And he says thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. God told us that's the way to live. And the reason he did is we can keep going back because it is the blessed way. It's the it's the best way, I could say it that way. And in verse 5, we see something that we can identify with. He says, Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. So he's just described how beautiful and how perfect and how luscious it is to walk perfectly after God's commandments in the law. That's the way we were created to live. And he says, Man, if only I could do that. If only my ways were directed, and this word for directed has to do with being established, to being made firm. He's like, man, if I could just get stuck doing the right thing, if I could be established in keeping your statutes, and I could live in that blessed state of just doing what I was created to do, he says in verse 6, then shall I not be ashamed when I shall have respect unto all thy commandments. He says, oh man, if only I could do that, then I would be able to not be ashamed and I would be able to, to see and do what you've commanded me to do. And I love verse seven. I will praise thee with the uprightness of heart when I have learned thy righteous judgments. He says, God, I'm, I'm heading that direction and there's gonna come a day when I will praise you with the uprightness of heart. And it's going to come when I've learned thy righteous judgments. And I love verse 8. I will keep thy statutes. That's his, it's his heart's desire. He wants to be the man that he described in the first four verses. He says, that's what I want to be. And I'm going that direction. I will be that person. I will keep thy statutes. Oh, forsake me not utterly. We already get a sense in this first eight verses about how high and powerful the word of God is and how high and how powerful David viewed the word of God. He knew that it was the secret to the fulfilled life. He knew it was the secret to the blessed life. And if he could just 
live according to the word of God, his life would be the way it was supposed to be. Is that what's in our hearts? Friend, in your heart, do you crave to obey the word? Do you crave to imitate Christ? Do you crave to obey in every single thing that God has commanded us to do? Do you see the blessed life as the life lived completely surrendered to the word? That is what David is trying to help us see here in this passage. I hope that it has sparked a little love for the word of God in your heart, or maybe it kindled that love just a little bit more. Meditate on this first stanza and get it to where our hearts can say, yes, that's what I want, and yes, I, that's what I believe. It is blessed to live undefiled. Lord, may we live a holy life, the life of true blessing. Well, friend, I hope that was a blessing to you. I'm excited as we go stanza by stanza. But I pray that you have a great day today. Love the Lord your God. Love his word and seek to obey his word. That is the truly blessed life. Well, have a great day and I'll talk to you next time.